Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Uh, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Welcome to Monday's program. Going to have a fun one. We got a lot of different directions to go today. We got a Mavericks, got a big time Mavericks guest. We've got the women's golf coach, an amazing team that is. And uh, they're getting ready to uh, head to Greyhawk, go to Scottsdale. And um, I might have played that course many years ago, but uh, there they go. And it's going to be big time. And then what men's tennis is going on in a big way as well. Um, Men's tennis just continues. Aaron, I got to say, as we start today, I know uh, John talks a lot of – Baylor Athletics, and and, uh, and and I know Steve Rodriguez was scheduled to be on. Aaron, that crowd, I mean, that, that to me says a lot about the program and, and sort of the community support because I, I don't think there's a ton of people driving in from Dallas and Austin and Houston. They'll come in for basketball and football games. They're not, for the most part, pouring into town for tennis. And there it is, Sweet 16, and people will be mad at me. Oh, mostly I did. Well, I know. I know there are a few of you that did. But I'm just saying most of this is community, Greater Waco, Temple, Belton uh, support. Folks going in there. Aaron, I, I, I was trying to remember the exact number of people I saw, the, uh, the attendance. I think it was sixteen or 1,700. And I just thought, man, for a tennis, you know, and, and that place was loud and the fans were getting with it. And that guy, you know, T-Rex and those people that spray spray paint themselves gold and get all the suits on and that kind of thing, they were there. And I just think it's a great sign for the Baylor Athletic Program that that many people would show up for a tennis match like that is a big one. It was Sweet 16, and they dropped the doubles point, Aaron. And then they rallied. It did not look great for all the singles, and they were down in like two or three of the matches, and somehow they pull that thing together, and they get a 4-3, I believe, maybe the last one, the last point came in on a tiebreaker, but just huge Um I mean, I know even in my little neighborhood matches, Aaron, today, uh, my buddy Kyle was about to break through with a win, and I, I had to dig deep. But as we were with the, with, the, with the set on the line and him about to beat me for the first time, I mean, you know, I started, I, I wasn't hitting the ball as hard as I like to because I was just trying to like, okay, just get it in, just get it in. And that's, I mean, on a much, much more competitive skill uh, 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 level, the men's tennis, I mean, 
that would have been an upset, but Stanford has been great over the years, and the men found a way. I think that'll be helpful moving forward. But Aaron, um, shout out to our buddy Mati Soto and a um, oh Adrian Boyton. I mean, these are really really fine players. Uh, Coach Michael Woodson, the whole gang. So um, that was I thought that was a great deal. And then today, Aaron. Uh, Aaron, did you get to watch a little bit of uh, – did you get to see some of those highlights, some of those um, tennis highlights at all? I, I mean, I, I Oh, okay. I, de- I mean, I saw you, some, some clips of the crowd, and you're right. It was packed, and, and they were into it. It was great. All right. Well, it was uh, – it looked like maybe that uh, tennis one that does a lot of that. Um, man, I love, I love this team. Seeing what my man – I think my man – I'm probably just – um, let's see here. Eighteen hundred fans. Thank you, Jerry Hill. Jerry Hill always by the dial. Um, God, I would like to have Jerry on more, but game time. Aaron has some kind of exclusive. Yeah, on he's Jerry a weekly Hill. guest. Tom would get and mad well, if you had him on. Oh, the money <laughs> they spend on Jerry. I cannot even imagine what would happen if I reached out to him. But I would love it. Uh, eighteen hundred fans. I was so impressed. I really was. It looked great. I thought the uh, I, I'm you know those people make me nervous that put the, the skeleton mask on and show up for stuff. But I like them, you know. I just don't want I don't know if I want to spend a lot of time with them, but I do like them because they're, they're, these people are rabid. I mean, they are maniacal and they get into it. And I love the support of the tennis program, Michael Woodson and his crew. And I really like this team. The guy who transferred from TCU. Um, the man they call, oh man, now I know Jerry's listening. He's going to be correcting me on stuff, but like Wompy, there's a guy that has like a nickname Wompy and his last name, well, he has several names, but Grassi is one of his names. Like it's six, six names involved, but they call him Wompy and Grassi is in there too. Love this guy. Love the way they play. And I love when they wear those shirts Aaron, we got to get one of those. Kind of the green wall. They call it the green wall, and then they have all the T-shirts. It says green wall on the back of it. And they kind of build that wall during these matches, and um, and they get with it. That's a fun crew. Now, I also wanted, Aaron, I don't know the last update that um, our man John was able to give, but our guy was on, our, our Johnny Kiefer, uh, who we really, really like having on here, was having a big time day today, all right. And so I wanted to finish. I want to see where he finished up. Uh, it, he he went to the uh, Norman Regional. That's Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club, the land of the Sooner. All right, and that started today. It will finish up Wednesday. And boy, he was up there flirting with with first place. He was one stroke out of the lead uh, earlier. He finishes the day in a tie for fifth with a three under, okay, 69 is what Johnny finishes with. So playing playing great. Uh, in fact, get turned on the back. Now, I had a tremendous round going. Four, um, he, in, in, in the span of six holes, he had four birdies. So he was rolling. Back nine, he goes bogey bogey on 12 and 13 but he birdies 14 so he kind of hung in there 
on the back nine in shot 69. So doing fine and, uh, again, tied for fifth. In first place right now is J.M. Butler out of Auburn. He's tied with uh, a guy out of South Carolina, okay? And so it, it only three strokes off uh, being out of first place, three strokes behind. The first place guys had a 66. Now, Aaron, um, and we'll have Kiefer on soon because uh, it's always exciting. And, again, the women's golf coach, Jay Goble, scheduled to be on with us at 520 today. Unless something else comes up. They get You know, Jay, Jay may be out there working on the putting. Kind of haven't taken the women through uh, through all their paces. I do not want to interrupt Jay, but this is a, a tremendous team, and they got a great shot. And so 520. Now, today at 420, Mike Peasley, longtime friend of mine that uh, we were in Dallas radio together, he does the pre- and post-game on 97-1, the Eagle, in Dallas for the Mavericks. So we'll get him involved. And uh, Aaron, that was... That was about the most – that was the wildest result. You know, for some people that like to kind of watch the NBA, like the second half, or, oh, I think I'll just wait till the end. Or you hear people sometimes, oh, all, all that you need to watch is the last five minutes. I don't understand these people because I like to watch the whole game, but whatever. Can you imagine, Aaron, though, just deciding, you know what, I we're going to – we're gonna. We got some stuff on the agenda Sunday evening. Gonna get a bite to eat. I'll just. I'll just pick it up and watch the second half. And you turn that thing on, and it's fifty-seven to twenty-seven. The Mavericks up at halftime. Fifty-seven twenty-seven over the Suns. Now, Aaron, this is not like this is not the Utah Jazz. This is not even like the Memphis Grizzlies. This is the Phoenix Suns, arguably the best team in the NBA, and they embarrassed them on their home floor. And toward the end of that game, they were, they were chanting, you know, let's go Mavs, let's go Mavs. Mavericks fans took over the lower bowl of that Phoenix, and the Phoenix Suns fans were booing. They were booing. Aaron, it was only like four or five days ago the head coach was named Coach of the Year in the NBA, talking about the Phoenix Suns. They've got, they got Chris Paul. They they've got Devin Booker. They've got DeAndre Ayton, and they all just were shrinking. There was major shrinkage involved, and Aaron the worst was Chris Paul. After game two, game two he had a great uh, fourth quarter, and he buried the Mavericks. He was never to be heard from since. I think in that game last night, he might have had 10 points. Guess who else had about 10 points, Aaron? Off the bench for the Phoenix Suns. He played for the Baylor Bears. His name is Ish Wainwright. So, I mean, it's it's a – it was an embarrassment for the Suns, and it was a great moment for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk about it and get kind of deep into that uh, coming up here in just a few moments now uh Aaron sadly for especially for our buddy Chris Salazar the GM of uh Shorty's Pizza Shack one of our one of our fine sponsors the stars did not fare as well the Calgary Flames took a million shots on goal Otter they call him Ottinger uh Ottinger he 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 turned away so many of them and he kept the stars in it and they had a shot in third period they actually outskated Calgary in the third period, but um, 
he in the end they finally got one in the overtime period overtime in a seventh game in hockey is about the most exciting thing you can have i will say this aaron though i didn't really have a lot of energy left because i went to the byron nelson yesterday and i spent time on the course a lot of a lot of sun out there and um got put my sunscreen on but it was uh I did that, and then I got ready for the Mavs game, and I just didn't have the juice left for the stars and flames. But it was uh, an amazing day in, in, in the Metroplex sports with all the teams being uh, in action like they were, and then Jordan Spieth going for it. I mean, that's the only thing that would have made it better. Well, what would have made it better is the stars winning too. But Jordan Spieth, I was sitting there on 17 – Aaron, thanks to my buddy David Camp, and were, was looking down. First of all, about an hour earlier, hour and a half earlier, a a somebody named Justin Lauer or Lower L O W E R had a hole in one. We heard the shoots cheer go up, and I ran over there, and the ball had gone in. So got to see a hole in one on seventeen, and then Spieth on seventeen fires one, like just right next to the pin. And so he's got about three feet left for what should have been a kick-in birdie. Aaron, I don't know if you were watching this. He missed the putt. <laughs> and did he, and did he, so he was going to have to eagle uh, the par 5 18th. And he tried, he, he, he gave it everything he had. He had a chip. He went for it in two, and he got up there on the front of the green and he had a pitch shot to try to put it in um, for Eagle, which would have tied it, and he missed it. He missed it, and uh, so anyway. But the good news is the um, uh, he'll be ready for the PGA Championship. It's coming up uh, next week. Aaron, you might remember we just had the director of golf on from Southern Hills Country Club. They're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, he will be hosting. Tiger's going to be there. Now, the news did break over the weekend, or maybe it was Friday, that Phil Mickelson will not be. He has pulled out of the PGA Championship. And it's sad, and I hate it, and I don't know why we can't just move on with our lives and why do we always, why do we have to be mad at Phil? But he did some idiotic stuff. He said some bad things, and now he's not even going to defend his PGA Championship. I mean, this was one of the most remarkable stories we'd seen in many, many years, a 50-year-old winning the PGA Championship. Aaron, guys like us in our late 40s, it gave us hope. It gave us hope. There's still life on the other side. <laughs> but anyway, he did not uh, – he's not going to play. So very, very frustrating. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton along, as always. Aaron, were you – um? I, I the the Mavericks game were you as stunned as everybody else that not that they won but that they went out there and did it in such dominating fashion uh, absolutely um <laughs> I mean it was never a game which is great if you're a Mavericks fan there's there's no you know there's no sweat but um it was just I was kind of in shock you know at halftime I was like are they really up 30 and Luca is Scored as many points as the entire Suns team, you know, and yes and yes, and they were up 30 and never looked back. Yeah, and there was some weird stuff going on with Aiton. They took Aiton out 
Yeah, you mentioned Chris Paul. Yeah, Aiden didn't have a good game either, only five points. Yeah. And, you know, they're talking about him. He's going to be a restricted free agent. So they don't know whether if someone offers him the max, which yeah. someone will. So one, some team with, like, say if you're Oklahoma City, you don't have any max contracts except for uh, uh, Shy Alexander. You could easily offer Aiden a max contract. You've still got a million picks and a bunch of other great young players, you know. Um, then you've got your point guard and your center locked up for the next five years. Yeah, I I tell you, I you got to watch what's going on with Aiton because that was interesting. After the game last night, Monty Williams, the, the Suns coach, was asked why he didn't come back in that game. Aiton, as you said, had barely any points, only played like, I don't know, 17, 18 minutes. And was asked, you know, if any, if there was anything like a injury or anything that kept Aiton from coming back in that game, and Monty just said it's internal, it's internal, and he didn't, he didn't give any, you know, explanation. So I, uh, I don't know what's going on there, but I, I still think taking Chris Paul out of that series, and Aaron, it brought back memories to me of taking uh, uh, LeBron out. You know, in uh, all those years ago, in 2011, and uh, and they basically did it to Chris Paul. Amazing stuff. All right, next, we are going to visit with uh, big time Mavericks reporter and a pre and post game for Mavs Radio. Mike Peasley joins us next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Still very humid conditions expected this evening. We'll see a bunch of high clouds around otherwise mostly clear skies and lows falling to 71 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. Again, nothing that'll bring any rain and high temperatures well above average around 96. In the same story on Wednesday, partly cloudy, breezy and hot with a high of 97. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Coach Rod and the Bears back at Baylor Ballpark and here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home at Baylor Ballpark Tuesday hosting the Lumberjacks of Stephen F. Austin. 6.15 for the warm-up show. 6.30 first pitch for Baylor SFA Baseball Tuesday. The home of Baylor Bear Baseball. ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. 
You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. When it's more than just your lawn, it deserves the Kubota Z400. Get a head-turning offer on class-leading speed, agility, simple deck height adjustments, and a quality cut. When you need comfort and performance, then you need the professional-grade Kubota Z400. Right now, get the Kubota Z400 mower for zero down, 0% APR for 36 months, or save $300. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Mavericks are in the Western Conference Finals after blowing out the Phoenix Suns 123-90 last night. The Mavericks will face Golden State in Game 1 on Wednesday night. Boston and Miami start an Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow night. Baylor Softball was selected as the number 2 seed in the 2022 National Invitational Softball Championship that will take place in Fort Collins, Colorado. The Bears will have a bye in Round 1. Baylor drops the series to Kansas State over the weekend. The Bears will host Stephen F. Austin tomorrow night before a final Big 12 series with Oklahoma State starting on Thursday. Rangers drop another series to the Red Sox over the weekend. Rangers will start a series with the Angels tonight. John Gray on the bump for the Rangers, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's game seven, you know. Under a minute to go here in the first half. Stunning. 27-point lead. Down goes Johnson. Three leaves. Oh, no. They're shredding him. There he is, Kevin Harlan. Oh, man, it was a shredding. It's Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Happy Monday to you. A very happy Monday for Mavs fans. And uh, Mike Peasley, my longtime friend from Dallas Media, is joining us now. And uh, Mike is uh, does the pre and post game ninety seven one the Eagle. And uh, Peasley, were you um, were you as shocked as everyone? I mean, I I mean, I, I could envision. I, I tried to talk myself into thinking the Mavs could win the game. What I had not talked myself into thinking was that they were going to have a thirty point halftime lead as you were doing that halftime show was it almost were you almost in a little bit of shock exactly I I mean I started off the halftime show I'm like what did we just witness like (laughs) did this really happen I mean it was it was just stunning and you know the thing about having the 30 point lead is that it probably could have been even more because you know early in the game when the sun started off one for 11 
you know, the Mavericks were missing some open looks as well. And at the time I was thinking, well, is this going to come back, you know, and hurt them thinking that eventually, you know, Phoenix will go on a little bit of a run, but it just never happened. And then the second quarter came along and the Suns scored 10 points. And, you know, this was a series that was just dominated by the home team. So to see the Mavericks up by 30 at the half, I was, I was flabbergasted, almost not knowing what to say. It, it, was, it was just the most stunning first half of basketball that I can ever remember watching. You know, it's just interesting to see a team not be able to punch back. I mean, Phoenix, we've talked about them being the best team in the NBA and, and uh, you know, to – to be down, I, I was looking at that Aiton thing uh, when they took him out of the game, and he never went back in the game. And I wanted to see when what the score was when they took him out because he never came back in, and it was seventy to thirty-two. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it, it just looked crazy on the screen. You know, when I went back and and looked at that, and I, there was just something. Now, did you sense early, like you said, they, the Mavs weren't exactly making everything immediately, but how how quickly did you feel like the Suns just almost, I mean, you talk about getting punked in your home yeah. floor on a game in a game seven. I mean, it's just extremely rare for something like that to happen. Which, which yeah. barrage of threes, which of the shots do you feel like was the moment they were just kind of like, okay, we're, we're piecing out on this thing? You know, I think it was probably late towards the first quarter when Spencer Dinwiddie came in. And the first time that he he touches the ball, I think the Mavericks are up by eight. He comes mm-hmm. down and he hits a step-back three uh, and makes it an 11-point game. And then the next time down, gives a little ball fake, takes a sidestep to his left and drains another three. And then he got a driving layup as well. He got those eight quick points right there. And I think at that point, Phoenix is like, we've got ourselves a problem right now because we know we can't stop Luka. Brunson's going to get his. Now, if Dinwiddie is going to become this X factor, we're in a lot of trouble. And, you know, just midway <laughs> to the second quarter, you knew that this thing was done because they were sitting at about, <laughs> what, 22, 23 points midway through the midway through the second quarter, and it just never got any better. I have never in my life, mostly seen as good of a basketball team as the Phoenix Suns are, and they were a very, very good basketball team to play as poorly as they did and to get booed off the floor at halftime, it was it was just absolutely stunning. Yeah, uh, talking to Mike Peasley, 97-1, the Eagle, and uh, Mavs Radio does the pre- and post-game work, been doing it for many years. Um, what about, uh, what, what you brought up Dinwiddie. Um, he had that great run, hitting those last-second shots in the regular season, had not played as well in the uh, in the postseason there were moments you're like okay when's Dinwiddie gonna arrive and in this game he arrived in an enormous way I would say if you're the Warriors fan watching that that's a little scary when you when you sort of see that hey instead of okay who can help Luca and then you you're you know you you go oh wait there's like four or five dudes that can mm-hmm. truly help him and in this game there were two but specifically with with Dinwiddie what do you think has has happened with him? And again, we hope this continues, but that maybe he got some of that out of his system in that first series and even a little bit in the second series, and that had him returning to his really strong play. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, that was what was so surprising, Matt, is just how poorly he had played in the mm-hmm. first five games of this series. You know, he wasn't he wasn't a threat at all on the offensive end. And then in game six, 
You know, he knocks down those five three-pointers in seven attempts. It's like, okay, is this something that can carry over to game seven, or is this just a case where, you know, the role players play better at home? Well, what does he do? Does he follow up the five for seven three-pointer for game six? He goes five for seven from three in game seven. So it did carry over. And now if the Mavericks can get that kind of production from him uh, in this Golden State series coming up with what Luka does, what Brunson does, with the shooters surrounding them as well, uh, Golden State, who is a really good defensive team, they're going to have some issues in this series. So uh, what a godsend it was for the Mavericks, for Spencer Dinwiddie in, the, in those two elimination games to shoot the ball as well as he did. Because, you know, you always worry at the start of that second quarter when Luka gets his usual rest after playing, you know, all 12 minutes of the first quarter, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to happen with the offensive production? Because, you know, Brunson can't do it all. Uh, but, you know, you get Dinwiddie going a little bit, you know, you can carve out those minutes for Luka to rest right there in that second quarter. All right. And, and I'm just curious what you think this playoff series win does for, I mean, Luka's a superstar no matter what, whether or not they win or lose that game. But but you start to add to the legend when you break through and then you get to your first Western Conference Finals. What do you think that series he just completed um, will will do for his confidence, which is already immense? But do you do you almost sense that because of what just happened, we may even see a next level Luca? I mean, it's hard. I mean, that's hard to even think what that looks like. But it right. it, it does seem at least for his future. You know what I mean? Dirk had to really stay at this thing for a while and break through. And remember the, the unbelievable game in San Antonio that we'll never forget. But this is pretty early in a career to break through and have this kind of moment. You know, the series that I think was more important just for, you know, Luca's legacy of where it stands right now, it wasn't mm-hmm. this series. It was the first series against Utah. You know, getting out of the first round, winning a playoff series for the first time. You know, that was something that he needed to get over the hump. And, you know, there was so much pressure, you know, on Luka in in that series against the Jazz because, you know, he missed the the first few games and, and they were up two games to one. You know, so he comes back and you've got to win that series. If not, you know, you would start to get more criticism. So I think the bigger series for him to win was that first one against Utah. But now for him to go in there and play as well as he did against the Phoenix Suns, especially in back-to-back elimination games right now. I mean, you're putting Luka at the at the top of uh, top of most lists right now of, you know, the best players in the NBA. You know, you can make an argument that you know, maybe it's Giannis. Uh, Kevin Durant, but you know you don't you don't take role too far until uh, you reach Luca's name right now. And if he could somehow you know guide this team all the way to the NBA Finals right now in just his fourth season in the league, I mean who knows you know what 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 the limit might be for Luca and this Mavericks team right now. But he is just playing at such an elite level. And if you notice right now, his turnovers are down as well. He's not turning it over as many mm. times. Sometimes you'll see him you know have the big game. He'll have five or six turnovers. But the turnovers are down right now. He's got full trust in the system of Jason Kidd. He's got trust in his teammates right now that when the doubles come, he's going to get to the open man. That open man's going to make that open shot as well. He's just making all the right decisions. He is playing at just such an elite level right now, and it is so much fun to watch. Mike Peasley does the pre- and post-game for Mavs 97-1, the Eagle and uh, does such a, a great job uh, on on that. Wasn't it fun, Mike, to see – uh, that video, uh, the replay of Jason Kidd over there on one of those really good defensive possessions 
Uh, he it was like he wanted to be on the floor. He was waving his arms. I mean, I I got to say his challenge. Uh, when he first did it, I raised my eyebrows. I said, oh, that's interesting. Jason Kidd saying he needs uh, Luca to participate on defense. And it, it, mm-hmm. it, it seemed a, almost a little out of character for Jason, uh, who's somewhat genteel in his approach, I feel like, with players. And yet uh, it, it seemed to play dividends. How, how big a, uh, a deal is this for Jason Kidd's credibility as a head coach, what just happened? I mean, what Jason Kidd is doing right now, Mosley, is just, you know, it's a phenomenal coaching job. You know, whether it's, you know, the decision midway through the series of, you know, inserting Frank Nielakina with Josh Green struggling Mm -hmm. and and that move paid off. And and even yesterday, just the small move of, you know, changing which basket you're going to shoot at in the second half, because typically, uh, you know, you play defense in front of your bench, but because they had lost three games in Phoenix, Jason thought, well, let's just change it up. Uh, Coop asked him in the pregame interview that he does with them about if there was any strategy to it. It's like, no, we just wanted to change things up and see if, they, if, we, if it would make a little bit of a difference, and, and it did. But just to get this team right now to lock in defensively, and, and I know that clip that you're talking about there with Jason uh, on the sidelines, and then and, and Luca was the one that ended up you know, defending Mikhail Bridges and was just you know, moving his fleet, sliding in front of him, making the contested shot. Jason's just got this entire team locked in right now on the defensive end of the floor, playing some of the best, you know, defense we've probably ever seen a Mavericks team play in franchise history, the way that they are going right now. I mean, they just have complete trust in each other, knowing their responsibilities, and you just don't see this team make too many defensive miscues. Yeah. I just think it's funny. I just didn't think back to the early in the regular season and like Bullocks ended up here. I mean, before yeah. Dorian had had his extension, you know, Kleba, Powell. I mean, we know most of these guys. Now, Bullock was new to us and some of these. But I, I just did not have a feeling we could somehow end up here. And that's why I think we, you're, you're right that you have to give Kid just e- enormous credit. And it not, it's not anything about Carlisle. I think sometimes people want to go, oh, Carlisle, you know, he was holding them back. You know, listen, sometimes – you do need a, a, a different voice, a different change. And, by the way, I mean, Porzingis, uh, you know, that trade, I mean, at the time, I don't know, you know, it's like I think they're just happy to get him out. It was a salary dump in a sense. Get him on out of here. And it's it's pretty remarkable, though, that Bertans, uh, to a certain extent, and now, of course, uh, I mean, Dinwiddie to, to a larger extent, but they've both made big impacts. I mean, that – that trade looks tremendous right now. Yeah, Mavericks, Mavericks would not be in the Western Conference Finals if they do not make that trade. You know, they don't. They probably don't win the series against the Jazz if they don't get the big contributions uh, from Davis Bertans. You know, Dinwiddie was pretty good early on in the series. And, you know, even here in these last two games with, with Dinwiddie shooting as well, who knows if the Mavericks win those games. So, you know, just this is an entire organization thing. You know, for for Nico Harrison as the GM to pull the trigger on the trade, for Jason Kidd and and his staff to come in there. And, again, they they got off to such a slow start. And if you go back December 31st, this was a team that was one game under 500. They were sitting at 17 and 18 as we moved into the calendar year. And if you would have told anybody at that time that the Mavericks would be playing in the Western Conference Finals, they would have thought there's no chance of that happening. But yet here we are. And this staff, this organization, these players just deserve so much credit for just the belief that they have. And, and even after this series here today, you have to think that 
they can win eight more games. You know, it is not out of the realm of possibility right now that the that the Mavericks could hoist the you know the the newly furbished Larry O'Brien Trophy coming up in a month because they're that locked in right now. They're going to have the best player on the floor no matter who they're playing the rest of the way. And the way that they're playing right now, you know, they're, they've they've got as good a shot as anybody to win it all. Yeah, I uh, it, it's they've got to have just tremendous confidence, and I I feel better against the Warriors on on their behalf because of the way the Warriors played against Memphis. Fair or not, yeah. even without Ja, they still had times they 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 seem to have some flaws. And, mm-hmm. and and I don't think everybody's like, well, the, you know, they'll use uh, Clay or they'll use uh, uh, Draymond on Luka. Well, good luck. Good luck with all of that yeah. because whether it's a, a, a bigger dude or a, or a smaller guy, he he seems to eat them alive no matter which way they, they decide mm-hmm. to defend. So, again, they may have some initial success. Who knows? Uh, but but the role he's on right now, and again, it's like house money. I love whoever said, "Hey, we're going out here," and I think the pressure's on Phoenix. Was that um, I'm trying to remember exact? Was that Bullock who said that? One of the one of the guys said, "Hey, I think all the pressure is is on the Suns," and um, and it turned out to be right. I mean, they yeah. played like the team that was just tight as all get out, and the Mavs just went out there, and and the joy with which Luca plays with. Well, his teammates and everybody feeds off that. You know, the the yeah. smiling, laughing. I mean, like, you would not be able to look at that body language yesterday in the first half and go, oh, my gosh, game seven. I mean, they were having a blast out there. So, anyway. It, it, and it, it, it helps so much, too, you know, to have Luka Doncic. You know, Luka just kind of sets the tone. He gets the first eight points right away, and he's, he's out there smiling, having a good time. You know, the, the Suns missed some shots early on that, you know, typically, you know, go down for them. And it just, you know, with Luca's strong play, it just got them relaxed right there. And, you know, Luca lives for these kind of moments. You know, this is this is a guy that's won a EuroLeague championship. I mean, he thrives. You know, the, the bigger the game, the, the, the better that he plays. So uh, it, it's great. And, again, you mentioned the, the Golden State series as well. It's a Golden State team that will turn the basketball over. And, you know, the Mavericks, they did a good job late in this series of turning the Suns over. Uh, the Suns are, or if the Warriors are turning over 15, 16, 17 times a game, they're going to be in for a long, long night against this Mavs team the way that they're playing right now. Yeah, yeah. And I have to, I mean, uh, you know, I admire Chris Paul because he's had a brilliant career, but my goodness. Uh, whatever, what happened to him? Who knew that? Who knew that turning 37 would, would age you as much as it did? Because when he was 36, he was a heck of a lot better than when he was 37. Man. <laughs> On the actual day of his birthday, I think, is when it started going south. And it's just, Absolutely. It's, it's really amazing. And, you know, they made LeBron look bad all those years ago. Now, LeBron had the, a lot of his career left to bounce back from this. Chris Paul said today he wants to keep playing, but he doesn't have a lot of his career left. So, we shall see, uh, but boy, that's a hard one to come back from when you just absolutely flatline like they did, and now Aiton, you know, you got all sorts of uh, uh, answer. I mean, think about that. We're we're two, three, four days removed from that team feeling okay about things, and and now it's like an off season full of what happened. Well, maybe they weren't as good as we thought they were. Like they they've got you know it's 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 a, it's a you know that's such a, a fine line in the NBA. All right, uh, well, Mike, I woke up today thinking I need to catch up with Peasley. I'm glad we did and uh, continued uh, success. Hope it. I hope you do two more series. 
hey, I've got, uh, I think a game seven would be like June 19th or something. I'm free. I've got another month left in me. No problem. So anytime you need to holler at me, Mosley, you just give me up. You give me a buzz. I'd be glad to come on. All right. I appreciate you. There he goes. Mike Peasley from the Mavs radio network. And you can hear him 97 one, uh, the Eagle. And, uh, you can uh, stream that, find it, uh, out of market as well, but, uh, does a great job. Uh, did Rangers and Mavs for us when we were at 103.3 FM ESPN together. All right, it is time for something we like to call Campus Confidential. What does Aaron Sexton have on his agenda today? We find out next. Recently on Game Time. And we're joined now by Jeff Wilson from RangersToday.com. First of all, when you're talking about Willie Calhoun or Zach Rex, you're talking about the last guy on the team, the 13th position player out of 13. So I think you kind of have to put it in context there. How big of a deal is it? It's a big deal because he was the guy in the U Darvish trade. And, you know, one thing that thought Willie had outgrown was, for lack of a better word, his poutiness when something goes wrong. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Make your dreams come true in 2022. First Central Credit Union has no closing costs and low interest rates on home equity loans now through June 30th. Build dreams with your home's equity for home renovations or unexpected expenses. Get quick decisions from a local institution you trust. Apply online today at firstcentralcu.com. Loan subject to credit approval. Membership eligibility and loan policies. Rate subject to change without notice. Restrictions may apply. Minimum home equity loan is $10,000. Member NCUA. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Mavericks are in the Western Conference Finals after blowing out the Phoenix Suns 123-90 last night. The Mavericks will face Golden State in Game 1 on Wednesday night. Boston and Miami start an Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow night. Baylor Softball was selected as the number 2 seed in the 2022 National Invitational Softball Championship that will take place in Fort Collins, Colorado. The Bears will have a bye in Round 1. Baylor drops the series to Kansas State over the weekend. The Bears will host Stephen F. Austin tomorrow night before a final Big 12 series with Oklahoma State starting on Thursday. Rangers drop another series to the Red Sox over the weekend. Rangers will start a series with the Angels tonight. John Gray on the bump for the Rangers. 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, is Matt Mosley, and uh, we uh, reserve the right to talk about any college athletics, including uh, tennis team, men's golf, lots going on. And I did see uh, Aaron Sexton. I did see that, uh, well, you may be doing this, so I won't step on your toes, but one young man that we talked to recently has officially signed with the Bears, I noticed. But let me turn it over right now to Aaron Sexton for Campus Confidential. And we will start with that. Kilgore uh, guard D'Antoine Grimes has signed to play with Baylor basketball today. Grimes, um, a point guard out of Kilgore College, uh, was on the show a couple weeks ago. Great story. Only one offer coming out of college, and that was Kilgore Wanted to play at a Power 5 school. Had some offers from mid-majors. Um, and then received his first scholarship offer from Oklahoma State in January. His first Power 5 uh, scholarship offer. Then his second one was Baylor, and he immediately committed and has now signed. So looking forward to seeing D'Antoine Grimes on the court next year for the Bears. Yeah, I enjoyed talking to D'Antoine. I noticed it was the birthday of the day. Um, Aaron, say happy birthday to Jalen Bridges, the uh, the Baylor uh, new swingman, six seven swingman uh, transfer out of West Virginia, and he uh, I don't I don't exactly know what age he turned. I bet it's either twenty one or twenty two. But Jalen Bridges had a birthday, and D'Antoine, I'm so glad. I mean, Oklahoma State can be pretty persuasive. Mike Boynton, good coach, good man, and uh, but uh, the Bears. Had all sorts of kind of inroads. You remember that, Aaron, when we talked to D'Antoine? There were kind of some uh, different folks that were either coaching at Kilgore who had Baylor ties, and then there was a, one of the Baylor assistants seemed to, to have a real good uh, connection to D'Antoine. So I'm excited about that. D'Antoine Grimes, he's officially a Baylor Bear, and it's been great visiting with D'Antoine. 
Uh, Caleb Loner coming in from BYU. And then, of course, Jalen Bridges. Aaron, we talk so much about the portal now. Don't you sometimes almost forget that they've got, like, some freshmen coming in, you know, <laughs> like guys that <laughs> are actually doing it the traditional way? And uh, Keontae George being among those. Another young man from is it Dylan Hunter? Dylan Hunter coming from uh, Sunrise Christian. Bears love that place out there outside of Wichita, Kansas. That place has really become a uh, factory. And then there's a, oh, man, there's a big man that I'm kind of excited about. Get you more information on that moving forward. Yeah, I'm, uh, man, people are going to be blown away, I think, by Keontae George next year. I, that, that team's, you know, with the returners, with the transfers, and then uh, with George and the other freshmen, the big man, I'll have, like you said, I don't have his name with in front of me right now, but uh, they also have Langston Love, who suffered the knee injury in the scrimmage against Texas A&M last year, who will be on the court, who was a, another uh, top uh, top 20 in the country recruit, I believe, coming out of high school. I know it was top 50. So, uh, man, it should be another fantastic year for Baylor men's basketball. Uh, once again, transfer portal news, this, involved, this time involving uh, – Baylor football, Baylor defensive lineman Josh Landry announced yesterday on Twitter that he is transferring to Missouri. He's been in the transfer portal, the 6'1", 285 defensive tackle. Didn't play much last year. In 2020, he started four games and had 12 tackles and a sack. Uh, he has, uh, according to the Missouri site, has an, a chance to be an immediate impact player for Missouri. They've added 11 players through the transfer portal and have the 20th rated transfer portal class, according to 247 Sports. Okay, well, it's, um, yeah, every, every, all of that is interesting. This portal business, I thought, Aaron, there was some kind of deadline that was going to slow it down, but I still think there's. Well, yeah, I mean, that you can't happening. enter it anymore, but there's still a lot of players that haven't committed. Uh, he was one of those. And nothing they're, against they're, him, but they, you know, Baylor returned to. They're entire too deep on the defensive line, plus brought in, brought in Jackson players. So, you know, someone was going to lose playing time, and I guess it was probably going to be him. So he will be transferring to Missouri. Yeah, I'm trying to think. One of those guys, I, I can't remember if it was Landry or not. I was looking at some of the uh, Baylor graduates, and I feel like maybe Landry uh, graduated Bear. But I hey, wish him the best and uh, hope he does well at Missouri. Same thing for uh, the, the R.J. Sneed who uh, made a move and I think went to – he transferred to Colorado, I believe, and uh, wish all those guys well. Gary Bohannon is now uh, at South Florida. And then, of course, Jacob Zeno trying to win the quarterback job at UAB. So always, uh, you know, if for whatever reason it doesn't work out with the Bears, wish those folks well uh, moving forward. ESPN had a great ESPN Plus article on the college football transfer portal and which teams added and lost the most value. They used uh, career snaps gained and uh, pro football focuses wins above average statistic. It's a measure of a player's relative value uh, to the FBS average at their respective position. They use that to rank which schools have had the top transfer portal classes and which schools had lost the most to the transfer portal this year. Any guess on the top school as far as the transfer portal? Who did the best in terms of, like, not losing many and then yes. adding key people, I would say that 
probably some uh, either Texas Tech or maybe somebody like SMU. No, no, or, football. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, or Alabama. Yes. <laughs> I, think Joey's, I think Joey's done well out there. He has. Um, and, uh, yeah. They didn't make the top five, though, mainly because of uh, the top five are just – well, actually, the top four. Uh, the fifth is UCLA, and their transfer class was good. Um, it, was, it wasn't mind-blowing. But Alabama had the best transfer class, including two All-Americans, cornerback Eli Ricks from LSU and uh, running back Jamar Gibbs uh, from Georgia I mean, Tech. It's and, not and, even fair. No, it's and that's not even after fair for them to sit there and just go cherry pick whoever they want. And then, of course, one of these schools is going to get this guy to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could write a book on him. I mean, we barely even knew he was the Bolitnikoff winner, but I, we had never really said much of his name. And now he's like, he's the headliner of all headliners going into the next year. Do we know where he's going, by the way, or is he still out there floating around? He is around? still deciding. He's still taking visits and still deciding. But, yeah, he's right. the obviously the big player left in the transfer portal, and he could end up at Alabama. That's one of the schools he's considering, along with USC and Texas and a few other schools. I think those are the top three. But, yeah, Alabama uh, was the top school. The top three were all SEC programs. Ole Miss was second. Uh, they had uh, USC quarterback Jackson Dart and two outstanding running backs transfer in among their many transfers. Uh, Zach Evans from TCU and Ulysses Bennett the fourth from SMU. Uh, and like I said, they had a, a lot of other top transfers, but those were just the highlights. And then LSU, uh, Brian Kelly brought in uh, what ESPN ranks as the third best transfer class with USC coming in fourth with uh, Lincoln Riley bringing in Kalen Williams. Caleb Williams and Trevor Lawrence from Oklahoma, yeah. among others. So, um, yeah, that's the top schools as far as the transfer portal. All three SEC schools, would you like to guess the top school as far as players lost? SEC, most players lost? No, top school in the country. Who? Oklahoma. Oklahoma, even oh, though they well, added. I thought, I'm sorry. I thought you said SEC. No. Yeah, the top oh, okay. top school in the country. Uh, the top three as far as additions were all SEC. The top okay. two as far as subtractions were both Big 12. Oklahoma, who uh, lost both Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler. Of course, that's a little unfair because obviously only one of those was going to start for them. But they were both yeah. highly rated. They were both uh, top ten quarterbacks um, coming out of high school. And uh, they also lost uh, Mario Williams, the wide receiver, to USC and tied in Austin Stronger. Um, so they added some, including uh, UF, UCF quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Uh, but according to, to uh, ESPN Plus article, they lost more than they gained. And so did Oklahoma State, who lost quite a few players on defense. After yeah, their... I didn't understand that. I didn't understand why Oklahoma State could play for the Big 12 title game and they lost a really good cornerback. I'm trying to remember where he's going to play now. Maybe Ohio State or so. Oh, that's probably what you know. They they lost that defense coordinator, yes. I think, to Ohio State, and that played a big role in it. But still, I mean, think about that. O- OSU has a great season, and they barely get beat in the Big Twelve title game. Go out and, as far as I recall, I think did well in their bowl game, and they just everybody transfers yeah, out of there. They had the big comeback win over Notre Dame and. 
Yeah, they, they lost uh, two of the best corners in the league and one of the top defensive tackles. And I, I think you're right. I think it, it's because they lost the defensive coordinator to Ohio State. I mean, it has to be that. You know, they didn't have any other changes, and they had a great year. Now, that player we were trying to think of earlier is Joshua uh, Anjuana, 6'10", 230-pound center, part of Baylor's 2022 basketball class. Uh, Kim comes from uh, to Baylor by way of Australia, where he's been in some kind of world global academy. But uh, big-time player. Uh, the looks like... Um, I was looking at 247 Sports, and uh, they've got him as one of the top guys. So I think, uh, yeah, that's a that's a good one there. All right, we better get to the break. We have a – We better not. <laughs> we better just dilly-dally. Uh, <laughs> no reason to get to any break. Okay, so at 520 today, of course, we do have um, the uh, the coach of the Baylor women's golf team and I mean that team just put on a show in Stillwater. Jay Goble's going to join us and anxious to visit with him because there's a lot of really cool stuff going on with that team, and they're getting ready to go uh, to Greyhawk and play out in Scottsdale. We'll talk about that because that is a uh, tremendous opportunity, and this is a team that now has the depth and the talent to perhaps win it all. And uh, so we will talk to Jay Goble, Baylor women's golf coach. We'll do that at 520 today. Next, though, we're going to let you hear a little bit sights and sounds from last night as the Dallas Mavericks are now headed to the Western Conference Finals. Sorry, Stars fans, your team's going home. But the Mavericks are alive and kicking. We discuss it next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team. With current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Refinance your vehicle with Genco and skip payments for 90 days. Rates as low as 1.99% APR for 48 months. Online applications will get an additional 0.1% off their rate and have a chance to win a 0% auto loan. My credit score has improved a lot, so now I qualify for a better rate. Refinancing my car will lower my payments and save me money. Thank you, Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Member NCUA. Genco! ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Wakel has a gun show, and it's at the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum, benefiting the Scottish Rite Foundation of Texas, Saturday, May 21st, and Sunday, May 22nd. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the show where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. Located 2801 West Waco Drive, the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum. This gun show is to help raise funds for the Scottish Rite Foundation's many charities in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show at the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum, Saturday, May 21st, 9 to 5, and Sunday, May 24th, from noon to 4. We get you. You're the kind of fan who watches a Rangers game and thinks, that bat would totally complete my dining room. Or maybe, I've got the perfect spot for that base. You're the reason we created the Authentic Store, a magical place where you can find your next prized baseball possession. Everything from game-used baseballs and bases to autographed photos and jerseys. And new items are always being added. Own a piece of the game at TexasRangers.com Authentics. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. A shot by Tory Craig, and Dinwiddie racing the other way. Rockets his way hits his third three. He's knocked in his third triple off the bench. <laughs> well, last night... Mavs and Suns and what a uh, what a what a mess that was for Phoenix and what a great night for the Mavs and their fans. Luka Doncic just going off. Spencer Dinwiddie scores thirty. Luka's got Luka had thirty five. Brunson had over twenty as well. He got rolling in the, in the uh, third quarter. I thought that was a good sign. Kind of everybody was able to stay sharp, but when uh, Luka went out basically sat out the entire fourth quarter. I mean, think how good that is. You win game seven, and you get to rest your superstar for a quarter. Think, I mean, with the Warriors already won and resting and everything, to have a game that's non-competitive in a game seven, it is remarkable. Uh, I think it caught everybody off guard, and it just – it's it's an amazing thing, and I got to go. I was covering for the morning news the Western Conference Finals in 2006. That was against the Phoenix Suns. In 2011, it was the uh, same situation, and uh, the uh, was it the Suns? They the uh, Mavs advanced obviously and played the Heat in the finals. And to get to those finals, I just remember they had a tough series against Portland. In fact, they had a 20-something point lead, maybe even a 25 or 26-point lead against Portland in that series. Portland came back and won that game, but the Mavericks still pulled it out, and they advanced to the finals, and the rest is history. I I thought there was a great moment 
uh, Aaron, last night when uh, Dirk was there and Dirk was out on the court after the game and and he and Luca were hugging and, and both kind of whispering whatever to each other. But, I mean, what a cool thing the to have a superstar for like 20 years and then the franchise's new superstar to, to have such a big brother type relationship. And the fact that uh, uh, one from Germany, one from Slovenia, and they just have such tremendous respect and and uh, and friendship. And so it was a really cool thing to uh, to you know see those guys talking and 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 hanging out. Now the coaching in this series is I I, I in this past series. First of all. We need to see what happens with the Warriors because their head coach has been out. And he had COVID. I think he'll be back in time for this series. But I, and I don't know how much that had to do with the uh, Warriors struggling, but Mike Brown was coaching them, and they just did not look that great against, um, against the Grizzlies. So we'll see how all that shakes out. Jason Kidd has to be feeling great, um, and the Mavericks feel tremendous about him. I just think – the way he has approached this series and everything he's brought, I mean, it, it, as Mike Peasley, the point he made, Aaron, that I'd kind of almost forgotten about, this team at one point was 17 and 18 this year. They were 17 and 18, just tootling along, not doing anything, and they kind of finally got things going. I remember them, um, you know, having some last second type losses, and then they got Dinwiddie. They got Bertans, but Dinwiddie brought them something else. What Dinwiddie brought was someone that, in addition to Luca, who could take last-second shots, and he, and he took some of the pressure off Luca. Brunson has obviously done the same thing in these playoffs. What we didn't really expect was Bullock, was, uh, was Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, um, I mean, you, you go right down the line. They, they just... They've got so many players. Kleba has stepped up in a big way. Uh, Nilakina has helped tremendously on defense. Now we, uh, Aaron, did a good job of uh, tracking down. We've, uh, we, we, we were, and I was just talking about Luca and Dirk. Let's hear first, though, from Luca Doncic uh, talking about Game Seven. Oh, it was just happy, man. Uh... I think it gives us everybody in this team a lot of confidence. When you see Dirk sitting, sitting uh, courtside uh, and and away game, so uh, I think everybody really appreciate him because uh, you know Dirk is Dirk. He's been through everything. He's been champion, so he knows it. So I think every player and every coach is appreciate that he's there. All right, and yeah, yeah, it is. Um... It's great to have him in the arena. You know, he's involved with the team uh, in in some capacity. And and then just as a mentor and a sounding board for Luca, um, I think Dirk is an amazing resource. And to see the hug and them celebrating together and the full circle, the fact that um, Dirk arrives on the scene in 1998 and here we are in 2022, and he'll always be an enormous part of the franchise. But you hand it off to Luca, and now Luca's already going to the um, 
to the Western Conference Finals. First time Dirk was able to get the Mavericks to the Western Conference Finals would have been 2006. They had some great uh, uh, playoff breakthroughs even before that. And one of those involved uh, beating the Spurs. I guess that was 2006 in that series, and they won at San Antonio. It was an unbelievable performance by Dirk. Also, I think 2005. So anyway, there were some breakthroughs against the Spurs and some of those great battles that they had. But to see Dirk and Luka together uh, is just an amazing thing. Now, here is um, Luka uh, discussing, you know, uh, on, you know, just Game 7 in general. Yeah, of course. I mean, <clears throat> it's Game 7, you know. Uh... I like these games. It's it's pressure, uh, you know. I think we. I mean, I know we were the underdogs. Everybody had the Suns on to win this one, but like I say, you know, the whole locker room believed, uh, and that's what won us the game. And I, once again, I think we play amazing today. All right, and I just think Luca, he's always going to elevate his game, but the fact he has so much help. And the unbelievable thing that has taken place is that he can start or, or late in the second quarter, uh, excuse me, late in the first quarter, and then when he rests for a few minutes at the start of the second quarter. I mean, there have been times, and there are some players in the NBA, you just can't keep them off the floor long. Luka is one of those players. The great thing for the Mavs is Dinwiddie and Brunson have shown the ability to run the team. When uh, when Luca's out or he was out in those first couple of games, I thought they got some great experience against Utah, and they brought it home in that game three. Uh, just tremendous feel for things. Actually, did they? I think they pulled off the game two win uh, in Utah, and that's when you kind of knew, okay, these guys can uh, these guys can get it done. What Dinwiddie did last night was remarkable. I mean, he just comes in. He plays with a great deal of confidence. And there are three, I mean, Luca's a superstar, but Brunson and Dinwiddie are all capable of going off. Now, on any given night, same thing for Dorian Finney-Smith. Same thing for Bullock. I mean, I, Aaron, I, 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 mean, I remember thinking, oh, man, without Tim Hardaway Jr., they're going to be in, in trouble. And while he's a nice player, it's just amazing when you give other players a chance to, to move up, this is why this season is starting to take on a very 2011 feel to me. Because I, I just, that team, and again, they had Tyson Chandler, and he was an amazing enforcer. But really, in a, other than Dirk, you had Jet, Terry. But, I mean, that was, that was really it. I mean, in terms of, like, big-time scores. But they started, obviously, uh, Matrix came in, Sean Marion. I mean, they just put some really uh, – Vince didn't come in until after that. But they just put some amazing pieces together. And uh, it it was remarkable to watch. And this year, I don't think any of us thought these were amazing pieces. But credit to Jason Kidd for bringing it together. And then credit to Luca for lifting these these players who we didn't know what Brunson was. We thought Brunson was a pretty good player. We didn't know he was this special. We didn't think Dinwiddie was capable of scoring 30 in a game seven on the road. I mean, it's, it's just it's just flat out amazing when you think about it. All right, this is uh, 
This is Jason Kidd, Mavs coach, uh, talking about Spencer Dinwiddie and what he brought. Yeah, I thought Spencer came in and was aggressive right off the bat. He didn't wait. There was carryover from game six. Um, and and I thought not just Luca being out, but we ended with JB um, out, out in that second quarter. Um, and so I, I thought Spencer was incredible um, for us off the bench. Uh, but I, I thought, again, it's a great team win on a, and against one of the, if not the best team in, in basketball um, this season. Um, to come in on the road um, and find a way to win. But it was a, a great team when everybody had something to do with it. But Luca set the tone. Um, but Spencer came off the bench and gave us a big lift. Yeah, and I uh, I love the line from, uh, uh, from Jason Kidd uh, in saying um, that they, it, it, it did turn out to be a blowout, but it it wasn't the team they predicted to be a blowout and it was a good line the way he delivered it and uh the, you know the Mavericks were playing saying uh oh here it is here's what he, exactly what he said a lot of people said it was going to be a blowout well they were right but they didn't have us on the winning side love it love it i did not know jason kidd was this could be this kind of coach I mean, did it take him going through two other gigs and struggling? He had he had Giannis at a younger age, three, four, five years ago. He had Giannis, tried it with Brooklyn. He he wasn't ready. I mean, he he just he for I, I, and kid is a brilliant basketball mind. I've always thought he was so soft spoken, and I I just did not know it was going to work as well as it has. Now, who knows what will be happening four or five years from now. Who cares? The Mavs are in the Western Conference Finals. No one gave them a chance. And to do that in Phoenix, in a place that was ready to go crazy, Aaron, imagine walking into enemy territory and the whole place is ramped up, ready to breathe down your neck, ready to go crazy, you know, just on top of everything. And by the end of it, not only are they all leaving early, like at the end of the third quarter, but they're booing tremendously at the end of the game. I mean, and you think, well, golly, how, how could they boo? Well, I mean, they expected I, – I think they could have dealt – I think their fans could have dealt with losing that game. But to be down by 46 points, to be down 57-27 at halftime is, is just – an embarrassment, and you you rarely see it in the NBA. Uh, in fact, uh, Aaron, they were they were looking to see the last time a team you know lost by that much at home in a in a uh, game seven, and I think they had to go back, and it was the Phoenix Suns from like two thousand or something. <laughs> so it actually uh, it actually was the uh, Suns. Some of the numbers that. Uh, that stood out uh, first half. Um, Doncic has 27. The Suns team had 27. The um, Doncic was nine for 12. Uh, 70 shot 75 percent. The Suns were 10 for 41 and shot 24.4 percent from three point range. Doncic four for seven. Fifty-seven point one percent, and then the, and then the Suns team. This is in the first half. Three for fourteen, 
21.4%. All right. And then, Aaron, overall, um, Doncic was 12 for 19, 63% from uh, uh, the field. And think about that. Night, on 19 shots, he had 35 points. Devin Booker and Chris Paul combined to go 7 for 22. That's 31%. And, uh, and on three-point percentage, Doncic ends up 6 of 11. Devin Booker and Chris Paul combine four, one for seven from three, 14.3%. Now, Aaron, if you're looking for the biggest, it's funny, I was going to say goat. We used to call goat. Now people think, you know, goat is the greatest of all time. If you're looking for the uh, the biggest culprit, I don't know if we should, Chris Paul's the easiest to make fun of, but I, I think we ought to look at, at our man, Devin Booker. Uh, because, listen, Aiton played great at times in this series and, and was good in the postseason and flatlined at the end, had a horrible game. But your best players have to show up in the biggest games. Devin Booker did not. Is he a brilliant NBA player? He is. But in a, in a sort of season-defining and even career-defining moment, he 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 was not there. He did not answer the bell. Win or lose, Luca continues to answer the bell in a big way. All right, I'll tell you who else answers the bell. The Baylor women's golf team. Love this team, and uh, this is a fun team to talk about. And we will talk to the head coach of Baylor women's golf, Jay Goble, next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at the nitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Still very humid conditions expected this evening. We'll see a bunch of high clouds around otherwise mostly clear skies and lows falling to 71 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. Again, nothing that'll bring any rain and high temperatures well above average around 96. In the same story on Wednesday, partly cloudy, breezy and hot with a high of 97. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. 
In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Tonight, nobody ends a season with more of a bang. That's what the hell is that? Than 911. The cliff's coming down. Go, 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 go! And 911 Lone Star. Good God. Be there for the season finales that will leave. The bomb just went off and the building just fell. You. We need that rescue now. Breathless. You're not going to die if you all stay calm. 911 and 911 Lone Star. And stay tuned for Fox 44 News at 9. Your news now. This is ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Listen up. If you take pride in your lawn, you need to mow with the best. Gravely. The made in the USA perfect cut quality grass devour and beast of the zero turns. Gravely residential mowers are built just as tough as their commercial machines with comfort and features you won't find on other mowers. Mow with perfection. Get yourself a Gravely. The full line of Gravely residential mowers is available at Landscape Supply. Come visit our new 10,000 square foot showroom in Spiegelville for the largest selection of outdoor power equipment. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Mavericks are in the Western Conference Finals after blowing out the Phoenix Suns 123-90 last night. The Mavericks will face Golden State in Game 1 on Wednesday night. Boston and Miami start an Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow night. Bader Softball was selected as the number 2 seed in the 2022 National Invitational Softball Championship that will take place in Fort Collins, Colorado. The Bears will have a bye in Round 1. Baylor drops the series to Kansas State over the weekend. The Bears will host Stephen F. Austin tomorrow night before a final Big 12 series with Oklahoma State starting on Thursday. Rangers drop another series to the Red Sox over the weekend. Rangers will start a series with the Angels tonight. John Gray on the bump for the Rangers. 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. At a time when people are worried about their inventory, oh my gosh, I've got to wait three months. They have kept cars on the lot, doing a tremendous job over there. And appreciate Ted Teague and his group for everything they do. And they're big supporters of Baylor Athletics. And so they'll have their eye on the upcoming NCAA Women's Golf Championships. Jay Goble. The uh, head golf coach for uh, Baylor Women joining us now. And, uh, Jay, it's very exciting. Uh, getting ready to uh, head out uh, to Arizona and, and uh, for 
Uh, boy, the 20th through the 25th. But uh, congratulations, by the way, on that regional Thank showing. You. That was uh, pretty remarkable. Thank you. That was uh, a lot of fun to go up to Stillwater and play as well as that, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, that's, it's always nice when a conference rival is kind of having to watch you from behind at their own course. Um, Jay, was the, was the, the finish was a lot of fun because you all had a nice lead, and then you had three. I mean, have, have, I've just tried to remember over the years, I don't remember anything quite like that, like at a regional with all those that many talented golfers and then three players from the same school all tie right there for second place. Like how, how put that in perspective for us. How rare is that? No, it's pretty rare, especially again on a place like Karsten Creek up in Stillwater. It's uh, it's one of the more visually intimidating golf courses you'll ever see. But to to go out there and play as well as we did, and and again to have three people tie for second place uh, was pretty special. But yes, we had. Not sure exactly how many counting eagles we had on 18. I think it was five, and then we uh, we had one counting eagle on 17 on on Tuesday. Um, we were making them left and right out there, which is <laughs> again, it, it doesn't always happen. So uh, when it does, you have to savor it and enjoy it. And um, we are, uh, we did uh, definitely savor that win up in uh, up in Stillwater last week. What what do you think it's like for uh, you 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 know Gerlene's your number one golfer, but she's staring up the leaderboard and there's Britta Snyder, there's Rosie Belsham, and they're up there vying for first place at this regional. Um, is do do y'all at some point? Obviously, you're a team, but you think Gerlene it kicks in like, hey, I got to go after them. What? Uh, no, how much? Sure. <laughs> does that play a <laughs> yeah, role? Very competitive. <laughs> yeah, they're competitive amongst each other for sure. And I think that, uh, you know, they knew that one another was playing well. And they, I think they all knew, you know, maybe not exactly where they stood on the leaderboard, but the 18th hole was a par five playing downwind. So they definitely uh, believed that they could get one or two shots back there. And um, it's funny how it all worked out because, again, they, they did tie for second. Uh, two of them making eagles on the last hole and one of them making a birdie on the last hole to finish tied for second. So that was uh, that was very cool and very fun. And, you know, I, I believe that they're going to carry that into next week. And, and, you know, we played Greyhawk last year, and I think it's a place that, you know, we have learned to play better at. And uh, we played it a couple times this year as well. So very excited to get another chance at that place. And, as you said, we're gonna we're gonna get it this weekend. What are you looking at? I, I bet you're already kind of looking at the temperatures and trying to figure out what to expect. Now Scottsdale can be extremely pretty in the spring, and it can turn hot on you in a hurry in uh, in late May and early June. What uh, what? And in fact, your your trips during this time of year um, that you've played there. What's what's the biggest key when it starts to heat up a little bit at a course like that? Well, you know, thankfully we're teeing off early every day. I think we have actually 6.30 in the morning tea time on Friday. Nice. Um, and then on Saturday we have a tea time around 11, 11.30, something like that. So, you know, they're at least trying to get us or most of the field out in the morning when it's a little bit cooler. But, you know, to be to be 100% honest, it's not a whole lot warmer than it is out here right now. I mean, I think we're 
97 degrees in Waco today. It's going to be 102 there on Friday. So, wow. um, yes, it's, it's hot, you know, but it's not a ton different than what we're dealing with here right now. And the the big key is, is you know, just like your mom probably told you when you were little, make sure you're drinking a lot of water and staying in the shade when you can. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll all walk around with shade umbrellas and stuff like that while we're out there. So we're trying to, to take the sun exposure as least amount as we can, but um, you know that's that's pretty much the key is just to to make sure you're pounding that water and making sure you're getting some electrolytes every once in a while and um, yeah, play fast. Let's get going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, top Exactly. Get back in the AC. Jay Gobel right. talking about his women's golf team as they get ready to head out to uh, Greyhawk Golf Club, uh, a very well-known club, and it'll be uh, it'll be fascinating to to get out there and be a part of that. There'll be all sorts of uh, TV coverage, and and I think that's the thing, Jay. That's great for your team. Is I don't think TV coverage or big moments with Gerline and Addie having played in majors and and. A lot of a lot of your players. Uh, th- this is a really good mix. This is a this is a veteran, a very veteran team. So if if they don't perform well, it's just because they had a bad day. It won't be because of their nerves or anything like that. Is that a fair assessment? No, I think that's fair. I, I believe you know Addy and Gerline are are definitely different in the fact that they've played in major championships and, and essentially have played in every golf, college golf tournament that they could play in for the last five years they've played in. So they have a lot of experience on the golf course. Um, and then my other players essentially have been in the lineup every tournament for the past two years. So they have upwards of 20 golf tournaments that they've played in the last two years and been very successful. So we're, we're not going to look at it any different. In fact, you know, in my mind and in my players' mind, I think this kind of frees us up. You know, we're you're you're trying to to peak at the right time, and you're trying to play your best golf at the right time, and we've already done that. So, we've earned this trip to the national championship, and in my opinion, we can just go freewheel it now and just play play some golf and have fun and try to get in that match play. And uh, you know, that's a totally different animal the last three rounds out there, and. I would uh, I would not want to play the Baylor Bears in match play if I were another team. <laughs> so we're we're playing really well right now. I like that uh, the uh, the you would not want to play the Baylor Bears. Uh, I the other day I had Britta on and it was a lot of fun and I was just kind of wondering. She was mentioning that I guess you started recruiting her when she was in what eight eight. Uh, eighth grade or ninth grade or something like when do you when did uh how do you remember i mean you obviously recruit people uh overseas and across the country when do you remember britta getting on your radar and what was it about her that you were able to sort of recognize so early on that you thought she'd be a great fit at baylor well you know both her parents played college golf so they they definitely understood the the whole college golf deal and uh, how it all works. So they started taking her on unofficial visits when she was a little kid. I mean, she started looking <laughs> at schools fifth, sixth, seventh grade, which uh, I know sounds crazy now, but um, yeah, she, you know, this was back before they changed everything to junior year of high school, but you know, you used to be able to have unofficial visits and you could talk to the players and show them around and, 
uh, it was funny, you know, Britta in the eighth grade, she came up to me and she's like, I've been to 25 schools. I keep telling everybody my favorite place is Baylor. So if you want me to come here, I will. And uh, it was, it was a huge <laughs> leap of faith to, to hear that from a 14 year old at the time. But um, I think that uh, obviously it's worked out, but she, um, you know, she was enthusiastic and determined and, um, uh, you know, when she graduated high school, she was the number one ranked player in junior golf. So uh, it, it obviously worked out, you know, very well for us. And I think she's only going to get better. I think that last week's performance was, you know, her best of her first two years. And I think it kind of showed her what she's capable of. And I see her I see her playing really well the next two years for Baylor. What what gives uh, Britta the the biggest edge? What's the what's the thing about her? Is it her mental game? Is it what what is it about her game specifically that has uh, that has had her you know obviously seeming to to really head in the right direction and, and perhaps on the brink of becoming a a dominant player in college golf? Yeah, I think it's her mental game. I think that she has she has a self belief in herself that's that's a little different than most. I mean she she kind of savors the big moments and, and kind of, again, like when she has to make a putt, she's the kind of person that's going to make it. And um, that's the thing that's a little bit different with her and a little bit extra special is that those big moments don't, don't make her clam up. They actually excite her and get her to play better. And um, I think with, with, you know, the game that she has and that kind of quality, uh, yeah, I, I think we haven't seen the best of Britta yet. I think it's I think it's coming our way. Is she the Luka Doncic of the Baylor women's golf program? <laughs> she kind of is. Yeah, she's she's got a swagger about her for sure, and it's uh, you know she doesn't bow down to any situation. And in fact, you know, again, the the tougher it is, the seems to be the better shot she hits or the better putt she makes. Um, which is which is fun as a coach to see for sure. Are you seeing uh, Addie has an interest in becoming a college coach, and that was one of the reasons she wanted to come and, and kind of learn under you? Is the competitor in her though still kick in? Are you does she take time to maybe give feedback? Are you seeing things in her that make you think, oh, she's going to be a good coach, or are you seeing things in her that says, well, maybe she will try to play the the LPGA tour, where, where is she in that whole, uh, decision-making process? Well, I think she's definitely going to be a great coach someday. And that's what she's decided she wants to do. Um, yeah. the thing about that, that's crazy is she still has a lot of game. I mean, she can, she can obviously still golf her ball and, um, she's the first alternate for the U S open again this year. She went back to Gainesville and finished, uh, finished third place down there in, in their local qualifying at her old home course. And I mean, she still has a ton of game, which, uh, you know, I, I think that she could play golf professionally if that's what she wanted to do, but she is, she is going all in on the college coaching thing. And, you know, I think down the road, she's going to be, <laughs> I, I don't want to compete against her, but I know I'm going to have to someday. Um, she's going to be a great college coach and, uh, I, I just think that, you know, it's just like anything else. You got to put your time in, but, um, you know, she's already a leader, whether she knows it or not. And I think it's a, a pretty natural progression for her to, to someday be coaching her own team. And I, I feel very confident it's going to happen one day. 
do you do you still hold like qualifying match? I mean, obviously you 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 know your team at this point, and and you can slot them in. And you, you, it's like you don't want one of your top girls to lose to somebody else almost. Yet you have depth, and you have a you know you have a a really strong team even outside of that top five. How do you how do you handle that? Like trying to keep everybody sure. involved and 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 keep everybody sort of mentally focused without wanting to mess with the mojo you have going right now. So we uh, we had qualifying up until a couple weeks ago, to be honest with you, which. Um, uh, I did on purpose. I, I think that we lost a little bit of our competitive edge last year. We we were so dominant early on in the year, and uh, you know we're ranked number one in the country in February, and we were playing so well. Um, and I just continued to take the, si- the same five players that were playing well. So I decided this year um, with my associate head coach Carly that we were going to just continue to qualify them, continue to keep them on their feet, continue to keep them playing for their spot uh, all the way late into April. And we did that. And, uh, you know, I would say that it caused a few frustrating conversations, but at the end of the day, I really believe it's worked because we played our best golf here at the end of the year and um, continuing to make them score their ball and put pressure on them. Again, it only prepares them for for what we have played in and what we have still to play in, and um, I believe it's worked. I mean, we played qualifying up until the middle of April, so um, yeah, we were still out there trying to make everybody earn their spot, and it was again, it was it was some hard conversations, but but <laughs> it's put us in a good spot to uh, to play well at the end of May here. Yeah, you're just you're you're hoping some of these girls don't have a bad day when you're qualifying like that. But you're right; it keeps everybody <laughs> on edge, and but yeah. you, it probably some anxious moments for the coaches as well. Uh, sure. Jay Goble sure, joining us on the the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What is your now? Britta mentioned that y'all's big thing is going to Bucky's uh, when you're on the road, <laughs> and uh, she said, to, I think the the fudge. And then they like the. She said they like the pulled pork sandwiches. Now, do you are are you okay with both of those options, or do you go with the uh, any of the beef jerky or uh, or any of the uh, any of the other options? No, I'm I'm good with those options. I I like the pulled pork sandwich as well. That's usually uh, my go-to. Um, you know, a huge Mountain Dew for the ride home. I usually get that and uh, pulled pork sandwich. You know, keeps me up a little late at night, but it's. It's. <laughs> I like to celebrate with them the same way. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's fun. We we will do a Bucky stop on the ride home, but uh, I don't know if they have Bucky's in Arizona. So we'll, we'll have to have to figure something else out, I guess. So yeah, you guys will be okay if you. Uh, we'll figure it if, out if you win the <laughs> national title. We'll have it catered. You know, you'll just send a bunch of Bucky's out there if y'all need that. But you could do you could pretty much have anything That's you want. The plan. Well, hey, Jay, uh, we're very excited about this, the 20th through the 25th, and a lot of this is going to be on TV, and uh, man, just uh, uh, continued success. I hope everything goes well leading up to it, and uh, can't wait to see see you guys, and like you say, if you make it to match play, then uh, then watch out, watch out, so I think think everything seems to be headed in the right direction. I appreciate it, and thank you for your support over the year, and Let's uh let's go out there and kick some butt. That's what our plan is. I like it. That's a good plan. There he is, Jay Goble, the uh, head women's coach 
Baylor women's golf is they hit, get ready to go to Greyhawk, and uh, they'll be out there in Scottsdale, Arizona. It'll be hot, but as he said, they'll be out there early in the morning. Shouldn't be too bad. It'll be a little bit of a chill in the air at 630. I don't know if that's true or not in Arizona, but uh, it'll be uh, it'll be okay. And uh, this team, if they play to their capability, they can put on a show like they did at regionals where three members of the team all uh, tied for second place, and they finished 13 strokes clear of the rest of the field. Thank you to, to uh, Matt Roberts. Thank you to uh, uh, Jay Goble, the whole the whole crew over there. Do, do a great job and uh, appreciate everybody. Britta was fun the other day. We'll have Rosie. Uh, at some point, Aaron, the other day, I think I said, well, let's just go with whoever is your lowest finisher, you know, and, and they all finished tied. <laughs> they three of them, three, uh, you know, and, and uh, so anyway, I think we've talked to Gerlaine. We've talked to Britta. Our next conversation, I think Rosie Belsham, we owe, we owe Rosie an interview if she wants to. All right, uh, Aaron, good stuff. Uh, always fun to catch up with uh, Baylor women's golf as they continue to be a powerhouse. Next, it is time for the dismount. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor men's tennis moves on to the Elite Eight of the NCAA Tournament, and the Big 12 Outdoor Track and Field Championships wrap up in Lubbock. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Wear what the Bears wear. Get the latest in Baylor Nike gear at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by, let's be friends. May 25th through the 29th, the best teams go to bat on the biggest stage at the Phillips 66 Big 12 Baseball Championship. Join us at Globe Life Fields in Arlington, Texas, and experience college baseball in a climate-controlled environment in one of the major league's premier ballparks while enjoying the surrounding attractions. The Phillips 66 Big 12 Baseball Championship. Tickets on sale now at texasrangers.com slash big 12. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. 
And welcome back. The weekend began with Baylor men's tennis, the number three overall national seed, getting past 18th-ranked Stanford in come-from-behind fashion 4-3 on Friday night at the Herd Tennis Center. With the win, Coach Michael Woodson and Baylor men's tennis advanced to the Elite Eight at the championship site in Champaign, Illinois. They'll next meet six-seed Tennessee this Thursday afternoon at 3 in Illinois. Baylor softball bowed out of the Big 12 tournament with a first-round eight-inning loss to Iowa State, but their season is not over. Baylor has been extended an invitation to the National Invitational Softball Championships. Baylor, the number two seed in softball's version of the NIT, they'll open play on Saturday in Fort Collins, Colorado. And Baylor baseball drops two of three over the weekend to the Kansas State Wildcats. Back home and back in action tomorrow night, 6.30 at Baylor Ballpark, hosting Stephen F. Austin. And the Big 12 Outdoor Track and Field Championships wrapped up late Sunday in Lubbock. The Baylor men and women finished fourth overall in the team standings, highlighted by Zaza Prosper's win in the men's javelin, Johnny Bracken's victory in the men's long jump, and the Baylor men's 4x400-meter relay team taking gold. On the women's side, Akira Nugent won gold in the 100-meter hurdles, and Aaliyah Miller won gold in the 800 meters at the Big 12 Outdoor Track and Field Championships. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com.
Did you know there are more Lego figures than there are actual people on Earth? Did you know that a well-known fast food chain once created bubblegum-flavored broccoli? Or how about that gorillas burp when they're happy? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor, and I like teaching you new things. When it comes to foundation repair, there are a lot of things to learn, and you can get overwhelmed in a hurry. What kind of peers? How do they work? What kind of warranty? What about my plumbing? Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get sucked into that vortex of this guy versus that guy or this method or that. At The Foundation Doctor, we offer more methods and options than anyone in town. We've been doing this a long time, and we know what works. Let us teach you what we know and guide you through this most challenging process. It doesn't have to be painful. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Mavericks are in the Western Conference Finals after blowing out the Phoenix Suns 123-90 last night. The Mavericks will face Golden State in Game 1 on Wednesday night. Boston and Miami start an Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow night. Baylor Softball was selected as the number 2 seed in the 2022 National Invitational Softball Championship that will take place in Fort Collins, Colorado. The Bears will have a bye in Round 1. Baylor drops the series to Kansas State over the weekend. The Bears will host Stephen F. Austin tomorrow night before a final Big 12 series with Oklahoma State starting on Thursday. Rangers drop another series to the Red Sox over the weekend. Rangers will start a series with the Angels tonight. John Gray on the bump for the Rangers. 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show, and uh, it is the dismount saying goodbye to you today. Lots going on. We got the uh, Mavs series with the Warriors that will start up on Wednesday. And I think Mavs fans today, and understandably, very excited. Now, Aaron, I meant to tell you earlier to grab, I know you've probably seen this today. The huge news was this morning on ESPN. Patrick Beverly, he's always an annoying, he's an antagonist. He's always getting under people's skin. And today, on that first take show with Stephen A. Smith, they had Beverly on, and he decided to go off on Chris Paul. And he said that Chris Paul can't guard anybody. And Stephen A. tried to kind of take up for Chris Paul and he basically told Stephen A., well, players know. You don't know. <laughs> and um, I thought it was pretty interesting TV, people. And, boy, Aaron, our, our buddy Clarence Hill from the Star-Telegram, I just saw a tweet. ESPN is wrong for giving Patrick Beverly a platform to use for a personal agenda and an axe to, to grind. It wasn't about analysis. It was about ratings. It's like, what are you talking I mean, what, what is it about ratings? I want to be like... Clarence, welcome to the 21st century. Yeah, that's a Stephen A. Smith show, you know. <laughs> yeah, a personal agenda like like the 
I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing about Stephen A. Smith laughing at the Cowboys and mocking the Cowboys on a, you know, it's just a, it's just a shtick. Um, so, I, I mean, what a, what a weird deal. Now, this is interesting. Somebody, Emmanuel Acho, I think he's on Fox, says Devin Booker, this is the Suns player, Suns guard, wrote a check with his mouth that his game couldn't cash. And Luca had to kick him out of the playoffs because he couldn't pay up. You would think the basketball world would have learned something about talking trash to Mavs superstars in the playoffs. Now, Manuel Acho is from Dallas, went to St. Mark's, so there is some uh, love of the Mavs. I think it's a fair point. Back in the day, um, LeBron and, and uh, Dwayne Wade were, you know, kind of talking and sniffling and doing all the stuff to make fun of uh, Dirk. And it came back to haunt them. And Chuck brings up Tim Thomas. Apparently, what year would that have been? 2006 Western Conference Finals. Tim Thomas said some stuff. And it kind of woke up the Mavs. And they went after them. I want everybody to have a great evening. And we will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Thanks for making this a fun one. Thanks to Aaron Sexton. we got to say goodnight now. Talk to you soon. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris.